Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy Ann Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Your hair. And wait, mm-hmm. there's a button. Where's that button at? That button, that button. Okay, welcome back to Chat Your Own. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, I'm Noodle. How you doing, Noodle? You know, I'm I am chugging along today. Today we're getting stuff done and being productive and middle of the week in it. Yeah, I think I use that phrase today. Chugging along. Chugging along. Oh, yeah. look at that. It's Today or uh, yesterday, I, I mentioned chugging. Yeah. I definitely uh, had to do with scooting around, not necessarily. Right. I feel like I used to say chug a lot more in my youth, and now it's... It doesn't, doesn't really come up much. No. Nowadays. More uh, of a plotting. Yeah. Just hard, hard making it through. I'm like, plotting along, guys. Uh, uh, somehow it is five months into 2021. <sighs> You know, considering how long 2020 was, 2021 is like zipping by. That's true. Yeah. Which it's weird. This is why time is like nonsense. Because this it time. nothing. Yeah. This, this time last year, we were just like on pause. Like collectively, everything had just stopped. And now it's like, go, go, go. But we're not going anywhere. But like we're going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just we're just going in circles or just beating up. Right. In most of our cases, pacing back and forth in the house. Right. We're just doing it faster mm-hmm. in anticipation of we don't know what. Yeah. Something, <laughs> something's coming. through the doors. Something big. Oh my God. That just made me think of an iCarly episode, whatever. Um, so we are both vaccinated. Yes. Now, which is almost a week. <gasps> it's a week this weekend. I can't believe how long it's been since last weekend. Like yes. I feel like a lot has happened. Yes. I don't know. Uh, time. I, I am going to go on the record as saying vaccination number two whooped my booty. Whooped my ass. Just, whooped it. Just bad. Whooped it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, caveat. or Not caveat. Like, what is the word where you say a thing before the thing? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Jesus. Disclaimer. Would do it again in a heartbeat. Super glad to have done it. There's absolutely no hesitancy anywhere. But holy shit, it was tough. Right. It was, right. it was, it was full body fever misery. <sighs> yeah, it was a, it was a long weekend. Yeah. It was a, we were, we were lucky enough to be able to do it on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. chill. We were able yeah. to like plan to order pizza and be, you know, totally comatose if need be. Just yep. like in bed. Um, I shouldn't say that. That's probably really. No. Really not a great no, I think, I think that's, I think that's, that's what I mean. right. Sure. But like a good um, plan. That's what yeah, we. That's what we did. Possible. Just, yeah. You're gonna be sick. You're gonna feel like crap. We uh, varying levels of crap. We ordered like a lot crap. of soup. We had like mm. fancy ass soups delivered to the house, nice. and it was the right yeah. choice. It was the right was choice. Big. Oh my god, there was like crocks of soup, oh my god. and I just kept saying soup, um, Sir Leador soup. Oh my goodness! It, well, I'm very intrigued. Oh, oh dude, I really feel like this episode should be sponsored by Sir Leodore Soup because it was that kind of good. And I might, I might be saying it wrong now that I'm saying it out loud repeatedly. I'm, it sounds good. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> uh, it's it's this woman 
in Woodland Hills who just makes soup. Like, that's what she does. And she delivered it to my house. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Delivery soup. I want soup delivered by some lady. Uh, And it's, oh, yeah, it is Lador. S-U-R-L-A-D-O-U-R soup. Sulador, yeah. Sulador. Sur- um, Sur- oh, that, there's an R in it. Sulador. Yeah. I got to tell you, I adore Sulador, and I may never eat regular Cute. soup again, right? That's how I felt about it. I, that's how we, you know what? Yeah. Let's call her and be like, listen, we're into your soup. <laughs> listen to how cute we are. You yeah. Want to, mm-hmm. You want to talk about soup? Mm-hmm. You want to? We could talk about soup for days. Can't uh, have soup while we talk about maybe talking about soup. We got a chicken noodle. We mm-hmm. got a broccoli cheddar. We got Ooh. a tomato. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. excellent that's funny. I very recently also got three things because, like, I got an extra thing for you know, didn't I? And that was ice cream pie for Magpies. Like, last weekend. Also, so, also, Magpie is a quality local food. You had the fried ice cream pie. No, shut up. It was Mm-mm. actually light. I was like, I could eat another one of these. They're humongous. I probably couldn't have, at least for an hour or so. But mm-hmm. it was really good. The only the. Thing that I have had from Magpie is was like the dark chocolate vegan pie, mm-hmm. and I would eat more of that. And it I was the size of my head, the size you know of my head. Yeah, they're huge. You told me about Magpies. I have since had like five different things on the menu. I think you know what? I'm I'm jealous. I drove by it today, and I thought, hmm, could I? Could I? It's like two o'clock. Could I have that? And I mean, the answer was no. But like, I really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it's like, also something you yeah. eat like in the car, you mm, know, mm. let it warm up a little bit wherever you get where you're going and then eat it before going inside. No one has <laughs> to know you had <laughs> awesome car pie. All for you. Car, it's your car pie. pie. And that's how you should step into the opening up of the world <laughs> is by thinking, uh, thinking ahead. Thinking about car um, pie, right? Because we're not eating anywhere anytime soon. So you might as well I have car think pie. So. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we're going to talk all about the uh, pandemic here. In yeah. This, uh, grab bag volume five. This is our fifth grab bag. Um, feeling good about this might be our last pandemic episode this could be our last right? lock in the F down check this, this is that is definitely possible um, so yeah. so what is your your lock in the F down what is your one sentence your random okay. thought do you have any slash what socializing slash opening up anxiety is most on your mind lately Well, first of all, the fact that the CDC just said that, like, if you're vaccinated, you can be outside without a mask on Mm -hmm. makes me very nervous because, you know, the unvaccinated people who are anti-vax, blah, 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 are going to just not wear masks. So I feel like the mask was like at least telling me who was a reasonable person and who wasn't. So (laughs) I right. I, I feel anxious about that. So, well, you know, that's step one. Right. Uh, I like I don't know I have a really hard time picturing what life looks like with like being inside places like I can't remember and that like that makes me that makes me sad because a lot of the things I like to do are inside places and I I don't know how long it will take to like get comfortable with that Um, so that's one but the big one is, like, the fact that the CDC has said, like, that you don't need to wear masks outside anymore. Because I'm like, oh, no. Are you, are you sure, though, in there? Are you sure? yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to be very, uh, I appreciate that it's 
unless you're in a large crowd. Now, granted, the idea of a large crowd is subjective. Yeah, right. It's like for right now, I think a large crowd is like 20. 20 feels right. like a lot right. of people. Um, that's a good, uh, I think that's a fair anxiety. I think yeah. that's one of many, many, many anxieties yeah. that we're all going to share. Because, yay, human experience. Mm-hmm. Right? Keep, keep screwing up enough so we can all share getting better. What about you? That's gross. What's, That's gross. Uh, what's your... Um, that is part of it because I have had a couple of the like mask nightmare dreams. Mm. The Instead of being naked in like class, like we're all out. Wait, I don't have a mask on. Yeah. Nobody's wearing a mask. <gasps> panic. Um, so my dream panic, I fear, may extend to my reality panic. <laughs> so that's, I guess, yeah, I guess that's, it's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You're right. There is a, um, it's an indicator of we're still being careful. Yeah. And I do think that if I, you know, I don't know, I feel pretty good about being outside right now. Like in the sense that the people I'm seeing, it's like enough people are wearing masks. People are being mostly respectful. I have not gone many places, so I haven't been in a situation that like some of our friends who work in retail or, you know, the service industry in general have had to deal with. So yeah, I, I feel pretty lucky about that. But outdoors, I feel yeah. like visually I've been mostly not that kind of dream panic. So I shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Yep. And, but I also feel like a lot of that hap- is before the CDC made this announcement. Cause that like mm-hmm. just happened like, like right. today or yesterday. So it will be interesting to see what that impact looks like. Yeah. And yeah, I just and the other side of that is that the kids still aren't vaccinated. Like we're, they're not vaccinating under sixteen. Right. So what does that look like? I'm if I'm wearing a mask, I am wearing a mask. Continue to protect my child because is my child still supposed to be wearing a mask even though he's unvaccinated? Like what's what's the line there? So that kind of yicks me out. I think yeah. I'm I'm just accepting that like we're, we're wearing masks for another six months, guys. Which like, it's fine. Like it's, it's fine. fine. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm, we're gonna I have weird, weird tan lines. I would lines. rather go to a fucking concert, yes. and wear my mask than not be able to go to a yes. fucking concert. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is on. that is that's true. Yeah, totally, totally vexed up. I'll put my mask on. I'm fine. With all that. day, all day. The mask really, really does not bother me at all. Yeah. At all. That's an accessory. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I just bought a mask the other day that has black and white stripes and a heart on it. Like, come on. Oh, my God. Shut right? up. Right? It's, I mean, you. it's just, it's it's just everything I like in one spot. I can't believe I have not purchased a sequins. I mean, <laughs> mostly because I, can you breathe through the sequins? Like, there's, like, fashion, and then there's, like, I'm accidentally like, smothering myself. <laughs> like, the leather masks. Stop it. The Gucci leather masks, or maybe they were Louis, Defa- Louis Vuitton leather masks, but like you, you're gonna kill people by accident. Well, and I mean, I don't know. I guess you really need to be into that smell, huh? <laughs> In case that's like this kind of smell that's like five seconds. Like yeah. you walk into a leather store and it's like, oh my god, it smells so good in here, and then it's like, I need to leave. <laughs> So I can't even imagine putting that, like, purposely putting that in my face. Real close. Hours, hey, real close whatever. to your face. Sure. And the sweat. Whatever. That'll give you a sweat. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ew. So on mask sweat, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's let's go away from mask sweat. <laughs> mask sweat, although this episode will be, 
Again, all of our grab bags are going to be pandemic skewed. So they will be a little sweaty. So yeah, we're going to have more sweat. Uh, Mm -hmm. But until then, what you're reading at all? So I am reading two books that I am super into. So the first one is Roar by Cecilia Ahern, and it is a collection of short stories, which I hate. I am not a short story person, and I feel like I say this mm. a lot. But these are phenomenal. They're, they're about universal experiences of women of all different ages, but, like, slightly older, like 35-plus, let's say, okay. as your, like, universal experience. Uh, through all walks of life, getting into situations that we all recognize and we all think oh god oh it's me oh why would you write a book about me doing this oh stop so there's the one that always like leaps out at me is uh it's about women who are like embarrassed by something and they always wish like I wish a hole would open up in front of me and I could just drop into this hole and hide forever and so the story takes place in a hole that has opened up in front of women and they're all sharing the horribly embarrassing things that have happened one woman is like I farted in a presentation and another one was like I walked out of the bathroom with my skirt tucked into my underwear and like all of these different things and it's wait so like yeah. It's when so this real. bad thing happens to you, the hole opens up, and this is where you end up. Yeah, this is all where the you go. In the same uh, they're place. all in the oh, same that's hole. Funny. It's they're... like the missing sock. Yes. Excellent. And the idea is you like <laughs> encourage each other within the hole to eventually like it's fine and you crawl back out. But they're mortifying. These stories are so like epically upsetting, and they're so funny, and I love it. And this this one this one short story is is very very funny. There's a lot of like deeply upsetting ones. There's a lot of uncomfortable ones but that one just made me roar with laughter because i was like oh yeah no that's a hundred percent a hundred percent we've all had that experience um (laughs) there's ones that are like the woman who disappears and it's about being a certain age and nobody sees you anymore and so you fade away but it's literal those sort of things it's kind of like across the gamut it's a lot of different experiences um but all of them feel very familiar and i strongly recommend it for women everywhere, and you know, some some of the men folks could read it and get a little insight as to how our brains function, because it feels it feels very relatable and real. So um, that's Roar by Cecilia Ahern, and then Professional Troublemaker: The Fear Fighter Manual by Lovey Ajay Jones is a life changing book. Um, this book has already inspired me to have not one, not two, but three deeply uncomfortable conversations at work about this is bullshit and we should be doing better. Uh, she is a professional speaker, writer. She started off as a blogger like a million years ago and just like worked her way out into the world. And she is she is so interesting and so smart and just so take no shit. Um <laughs> Yeah, and she wants you to be out there, like, presenting and being your best self all the time at work. It's about finding your authentic- your authenticity and bringing that with you into every room you're in. And the- with the idea that if you are not there to put out garbage, if you refuse to allow garbage as an output, it raises the level of the room all the time. Because people, the, the people in the room with you will know that they cannot present garbage because you're going to say, that's garbage. I'm not interested <laughs> in garbage. garbage. That's, that's just not good. What you're doing here, and, and you know, some of it is from a marketing perspective because she did come up through marketing. But it's just, 
it is so refreshing and it is inspiring and like this is some brave ass shit. This woman is brave. And she talks about the fact that bravery is not the absence of fear. She's like, I am scared about all this shit all the time. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get, you know, nobody's going to pay me. Everybody's going to think up the, and it is so good. Like, it's just, it's, and she says in it, I am writing this book about all of my mistakes. I am writing this book because I wish somebody had, I wish I had this book to read when I was in that room, like terrified to have this conversation. Uh, and it's great. She gives a really good TED Talk that we will link to. Um, mm-hmm. I deeply wish that she could come and speak at my company. And I went as far as I was like, well, let me look. She gets $100,000 for speaking. And I got to tell you, she deserves every dime of it. She is That's epic. Excellent. She is a phenomenal speaker. And she's also very big on, like, equality. There was a huge incident a couple of years ago where she was asked to speak at a conference and told they weren't going to pay her. And then she, like, went to her network and was like hey anyone else had this experience and it turns out white men were getting paid and their travel covered white women were getting their travel covered and black women were not getting paid or their travel covered and she went public and was like hey does everybody know that this is happening and it was like a huge deal and as a result she changed a lot of that like structural pay inequities or at least made people real careful about talking you know about doing it Right. Um, right you know, so she oh, wow. she's a she is an epic badass, and I love her. Um, she has written another book called "I'm Judging You," and she has her own like social media network experience platform called Love Nation, and she is just the fucking best. I love that it's called Love yeah. Nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's a sweetheart. Oh, well, she's not like she's books. not. She doesn't seem like she's very nice. She seems like she's just like really authentic. She talks about nice, how nice is not what she wants to be. Right. Um, but yeah, she's funny. It's a great she's book and I love funny. it. Um, that's right. We have talked about you not um, really being into short stories. Yes. <laughs> that's have. true. Yes. That's true. And yes. <laughs> yes. Huh. Oh, these roar stories must be pretty damn good. Mm. I'm into that. Yep. Recommend. Very, very into that. Um, okay. We are going to jump into grab bag. Do you want to jump into grab do bag? It. Let's do it. So, grab listening audience, uh, thank you in advance for everyone who sent in questions. Uh, Candy will be reading the questions because you have access to uh, the internet in which the questions all were the submitted. All the platforms. <laughs> the platforms. All, yes. All the things. Yes. My computer has many, many windows. <laughs> many windows. Um, I am going to start with. I am going to say who is um, who. Who gave these? I don't think I, I don't need. No one said keep me anonymous. Uh, we've got one here from Jennifer, friend of the whoop, podcast. Whoop, Jennifer. Jen. Um, and this is a good question. Other than staying alive, which is a huge win, <laughs> what are you most proud of this past year? Noodle. Oh, what am I most proud of? I mean, the baby, right? kept my job but i don't i don't know that i did anything this year other than stay alive i i i would not say i accomplished a ton i i shit nothing 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 i am proud of nothing this year other than like mike and i still love each other that's a good one we we enjoy each other you know what there it is there it is uh mike and i still enjoy each other's company and i am very proud of that because we are together Nine plus hours a day in a eight by twenty room, right? That's right. That's you important. guys are also working 
on top, I mean, you're sharing a workspace plus sharing a house plus sharing a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like plus sharing a baby. Yep. That's, that's a, a lot. lot of sharing. It's a lot of sharing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's can I part take of that. yours? Yeah. Can I take your answer? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a really, really good answer. And I do think about that. I do, I do think, you know, randomly it pops into my head of, ah. I still love you. No, right? After being way up inside your ass for a very, mm-hmm. very, very long time. <laughs> a lot of relationships did not survive this experience. It's yeah, and you know yeah. what? It's it's a it's an extreme experience. Mm-hmm. Your relationship did not make it uh, yeah. through the pandemic. That's okay. Yep. This was some extreme shit. That and, it it uh, like jumps you forward ten years in your in your time frames. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a polite way of saying this pandemic has aged us 10 years. <laughs> I Seriously, though, it has. I feel yeah. like I have got wrinkles in places. No shit. Let me tell you this. I found a teeny tiny wrinkle on my chin going this ah. way. Ah. Like an up and down, like a paper cut size almost. <laughs> and I was doing something on my face real close to the mirror. And then it it like closed. <laughs> no. I was like, is that, what is on my face? It's a wrinkle. It's a brand new wrinkle in a way I didn't know I could get a wrinkle. You saw so. it appear. I did. I did. It was like I saw the birth of the wrinkles. Oh. <laughs> Pandemic wrinkle. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm proud of, of the relationship status, and I am proud that I don't have more pandemic wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. That's a good, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. New question. New pandemic-related grab bag. Oh, my God. I would like to, for the record, I just opened that email. Oh, good. I just opened that email. Um, Oh, what was the best safety hack you saw? Best safety hack. Best safety hack. So it's the people in like. That's a good question. The full body hazmat suits. Like, I know in some ways that seems like crazy and not really like a hack. Like, it's like an over the top, but it's not. It was like at the beginning where nobody knew what was going on. And people are just like, I still have to go out into the world, but motherfuckers, I don't want you breathing on me. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to wear the hazmat suit and just own it. You all make me nervous and I am wearing a hazmat suit and this is fine. And this is fine. Uh, coupled with the people in the like blow up dinosaur type costumes, because that shit's. Hilarious. I mean, that's just the smartest. But like, also, right, recycled air in there, constantly moving. Right, right. Just flushing it all and out. Fun and fun, and nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to come near you when you're doing weird shit like that. That's true. Yeah. Like people will look at you from a distance, mm-hmm. but no one's like going to get up in your dino grill. Yeah, nobody's going to um, get up in your dino grill. I don't. I didn't see many hacks because I didn't. I haven't really didn't gone anywhere. Go. Yeah, I haven't. But. My favorite me hack, which made me feel good, was my gigantic round sunglasses over the mask that covers the entire bottom half of my face. For sure. Yeah. That felt like I was cool and protected. Because there was, there was like a little was while hip. where people were talking about, like, could you get it in your eyes? Right. Right? So why not wear your sunglasses? The bigger, the better. Right. People who complained I mean, about bug sunglasses pff, wish they still had them. Right. Take your exactly. little tiny nonsense and <laughs> GTFO. Silly little ass sunglasses. Yeah. 
Oh my. Um. Ooh, what is the strangest habit you have picked up? I I can no longer read one book at a time. I used to be a, like one book and done. And then the next book. And I am currently reading like 17 things at the same time and I cannot like get through any of them. And I don't know if that's if that's like new a habit or if it's that my brain is like malfunctioned because of the pandemic, but I am I am in the middle of, of a number of books at the same time. And like, that's just how I live my life now, which I never did before. I always had two books. I had the book that I was reading and whatever my bathroom book was. Mm-hmm. And now I have the book that I'm reading, a bathroom book, an upstairs book, a downstairs book. A like, am I reading this for my seven book clubs? Like, here's my work one. And they're just like piled up around me. And that's just like, it's a weird new way that my life is now. That that's a lot. It feels kind of. Um, do you feel discombobulated? Oh, absolutely! Like, it's a terrible. I hate it. But like this is this is like my brain. My brain cannot retain one piece anymore. And it might be because the books that I'm reading are a little heavier right now than they were before. Because I feel like, well, if I can't go anywhere, I just should be learning something. I should be <laughs> improving my mind. Um, so they're boring. Um, but I also like just can't concentrate on anything for any length of time. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's I definitely have that issue. Um, I think my strangest habit is probably if you know me in person, you know that I I, I do a lot of uh, I don't sit very still. I get up and down. I move around. I'm on the floor. I'm in a chair. Blah blah blah. Since I have only been at home, that has progressed to a level of like rubbing my ass with my hands in my pants while I'm having a conversation. And that I don't know that I will be able to, I got to go out in stages and in spurts. Like I can't like, I'm going to go do something for five hours. No, no, that's too long. I'm no. going to have to do it little bits because I am, I got some weird stuff going on like, and I'm most likely like, I don't know me. I could just be like burping and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like we're puppies and we need to be re-socialized back into society. 100%. I, I am going to do some weird shit, y'all. For sure. I cannot Weirder wait. than... I am expected. looking forward to your weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird up in this house. <laughs> um, what did you not miss during the pandemic that surprised you? So many people. Oh, my God. So many people. Like, I miss a lot of people, but just, like, the general populi. I'm like, meh. Um... Mm, that's that's one. I don't really miss going to restaurants, but I think that's because Mike does all the cooking and he's probably like, fuck you, I miss going to restaurants, which is fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, there's, and, and it's weird because, like, there's so many things I don't do anymore because we had the baby, so, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff that I've just kind of given up. Right, right. Uh, there was some yeah. things that had already changed mm-hmm. before this happened. Yeah. Um, but uh, it having having to having to interact with people that I'm not like making a concentrated effort to interact with I you know seems fine to me right banter yeah small talk yep networking events I do not miss networking events oh that's a good one that's a really good one um I don't think I (laughs) I want to say I don't think I have one and I I think that's just because like I don't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I just, I have, I'm very apathetic about the whole pre 
pre-pandemic, during pandemic, post-pandemic, other than the anxiety, um, differences. Like I've reached a level of just numb. Mm -hmm. Like I miss my friends, but now I'm so concerned about certain things or I'm weirded out about stuff or whatever that everything is just kind of, it's like two people that are exactly the same sitting on a seesaw (laughs) at this point. That's just like and and like it's windy. It's like that's what my brain's like. I don't even know. Like I want to go out. I don't want to go out. I want to go out. I don't want to go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the sound of leaves and shit. That's that's it. It's like I could easily tell you. You know what? You know what I miss after going vegan? That I'm surprised is at the top of my list. Cold tuna fish sandwiches. That's an answer. This I don't have an answer for. I could eat a cold tuna fish sandwich right now. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. See. Um, ooh. Oh. What will you continue to do post pandemic, not safety related, that you didn't do before? You go first. What will you continue to do post pandemic? Probably better take uh like wind down time post mm. very um, taxing things. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to take my work, my drive home was my decompressing time from work. Now I'm working at home and I don't necessarily have a decompressing time because I'm so used to just traffic being decompressing, which is bullshit. Sure, um, sure. But, but I mean, like that's an approach. Like that's a very zen right. thing it's to decide something. about traffic. Sing in the car, right. whatever it might be. Um, and I've had to do other things. I've had to like make myself after work actually make sure I clean up my space and put all my crap away and walk away and like go outside and like smoke a joint and then come back and do other things as opposed to, well, if I just keep going and I do all of the tasks until nine 30, well, then I can just stop doing everything and then hang out. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fine. I need a break. Who stays up that late? Develop that. (laughs) So I I hope I keep doing it. Um, uh, I gotta tell (laughs) you, we could have bet. Yeah, you go to bed real fucking early, and it's weird. What's your thing? What's your developed thing? I will say that the weekly phone date that we the phone uh, weekly video chat that we have is something that I hope that we keep doing um, because yeah. I know that having had the baby, it's a lot harder for me to like do social things and like mm-hmm. see you guys at night and like last minute hangs and so, like I those those don't work for me anymore. In the way right. that they used to. I mean, like, they, it takes a lot more planning. But having that on my calendar, I, I know that on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. or 10 a.m., I don't remember what time it is. 10. Let's call it 10. Yeah. I know that I will see your guys' faces. Like, that, that's something that I hope that we keep doing. Because that makes, do too. that, like, feels really good for me. <laughs> no, it does feel good. It feels yeah. really, really good. Um, I also have a call with Jess once a week now. Um, like, why the hell aren't we doing that? Yeah. Aren't we doing that to begin with? Yeah. I don't you know. know. It's, it's. The technology it's is there. The technology is totally yeah. there and we, uh, and it works. We know it works. We know it makes us feel good. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. That's... All right. Um, uh... oh, what is something that is part of your pre pandemic life that changed very much that you were not expecting not safety related. 
Mm. That changed very much that I was not expected. Does the lack of pants count? Yeah. Because I yeah. wear not pants anymore. Um, something that I was not expecting to change that really, really changed. I mean, it's funny because it's the same answer. It's like the, the, the much fewer people that I actually interact with now. Right. Like I, I was not anticipating how much smaller my interactions became. You know, because I'm on FaceTime, all of oh, FaceTime, I'm on Zoom all day long at work, all day, all day, all day. I feel like I see people, I see people, I see the same five people all day, all day, all day at work. So I don't feel like I have a lack of people, but considering kind of how big some of our social circles were, I feel like like it has gotten very small. And whether that is good or bad, you know, remains to be seen. I definitely said earlier, like, right. I realize I kind of fucking hate everyone, which is, yeah, it's not true, but you know what I mean. Uh, just the idea that that shift of, okay, here's the, here are the people that I still have emotional bandwidth for in a way oh, that requires totally. a lot of effort to stay engaged with. Right, right. So that's, that's a big change. Oh, that's good. That's a really good answer, dude. Um, <laughs> Think about next. the pandemic. Um, I will say, okay, so I, you know, one of the things, it was very easy for our household to kind of slip into the beginning of the pandemic because, you know, we had recently moved in together. We were already kind of nesting and maybe not going out as much. I was having some health stuff going on. My job was very, very upsetting. So toward the end of 2019, we were pretty at home anyway. So mm. we rolled into it really well. Um, what I was not expecting was to have, I had a lot of health stuff happened that I think a lot of people had reactions to the drastic change in life call it we're all at home now and everyone's fucking drinking too much call it you know we're I probably ate too much of this or too much of that or just kind of my emotional reaction and my environmental reaction to the pandemic was pretty surprising it was pretty surprising and it was like you know as we get f got more into it um you know you kind of think Here's a good example. If you were a smoker and you quit smoking, when you quit smoking after so long, you think, God, I can't imagine I lived my whole life with a cigarette in my hand. Mm -hmm. right? You start smoking again. You mm -hmm. think, how did I ever drive without a cigarette in my hand? Mm -hmm. um, so then, so far into the pandemic, it's like, how was I functioning? And I think that kind of goes along yeah. with what you're saying. How was I putting out all of this energy for whatever it might be and it took everything grinding to a halt for my body, my rea whatever, to slow, like freak out because everything had changed. That's a great analogy. The, the how did I live my life like this beforehand to how do I live it? Like that shift yeah. is interesting with the idea of the, the, yeah. How do we live so long letting strangers breathe on us? I mean, I, just, just looking at your life and thinking, wow, I yeah. was in traffic and screaming and mad and yeah. carrying all that anger with me every day. Wow. And that was gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have oh so many other things to be angry about, but right. none of them are traffic. Out. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of stuff to fill that right. space. I could be mad about four things in place of that one traffic. Who knew? Yeah, and it's interesting because the the political landscape 
generated all this extra anger that wasn't there, you know, four years ago, five years ago. And so, like, it's interesting how that played into all the other chaos at the same time. The and the, just the amount yeah. of pressure right. on people. Um, and it happened fast. I mean, in the course of 60 days, it was like, yeah, like what an avalanche. What would, what would pandemic have looked like under Hillary and what sort of services would we have been provided right. as opposed to like, I spent a lot of time thinking about that and getting mad there. Mm, right. That's, that's um, 405 anger right there. Right, it is, it is. <laughs> and, and you know, that's a really good answer to this question is, um, the amount of, thinking that has happened. Um, not that we weren't thinking before and processing and many right. things anyway, but I feel like uh, staying at home has left a lot of people. S- s- look, we all like played all the games in the house in the first few months. Right. Like we all, you know, did all that stuff. And I feel like a lot of people have been un- in an unplanned way, fixing themselves, working on past trauma, thinking about the world in a way they hadn't before, maybe finally thinking about family or friends that don't agree with you politically because now you have to. Now you're at home and you can't, like, look away from it anymore. Yeah, so you, I think- you don't have to see them in person to play nice. You can look at their internet and be like, mm, maybe I don't want to read this. Maybe, maybe I don't want to be exposed yeah. to you. Wow, and, you know, just thinking, like, who were kind of like life epiphanies, I think, happened mm-hmm. a lot probably mm-hmm. during this time. And that that was... I, I didn't expect it. Well, because who expected a year of introspection? Oh, my God. You know? It's just... Remember when we thought it was just going to be two weeks? Yeah, we're just going to stay home for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Silly humans. Silly humans. Okay, I am going to pull. This is from... Dude submitted some stuff for us. Woo-hoo, dude. Um, have you purchased a concert movie or theme park ticket yet? No. Yeah, no, me either. Absolutely not. Absolutely I have no not. interest in. Well, I mean, we know I don't like amusement parks because I am a giant baby. Yeah, you don't want to go there anyway. No. Um, <laughs> no. I, yeah, at some point, I'm sure we'll go to the movies. I just, it has to be something pretty epic because also, like, babysitter, right? It's not just like all right. the fear, but what am I willing to say, okay, give me a babysitter for? What do I want to spend $100 on to see? And there's not much right now. I can't think of anything. I, yeah, no, there's not there's when really, I'm rewatching Supernatural. I'm busy at home. I am taking in enough information. Yeah. Um, I think that is actually a great. I'm going to switch back. Well, that's to a some great other question. Of like, that is a good question because that's like, what do you think about for the future? Right. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> we made the same is, noise. <laughs> all I think about is the future. Is <laughs> No, no, that the future is bright. Everything's going to be yeah. wonderful. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be slowly. Great. Um, we're going to be slowly, slowly fine. We're going to be fine. That there was another. Oh, that question kind of goes along with this one, which is, when will you feel good about going back inside places? So there's like inside places, and then there's inside your friends' houses and things like that, right? Right. So I I imagine being in a close. You know, maybe there's like 10 families whose houses I feel like I can go inside. Right. Because I know that they've been vaccinated. I know that they've been safe. I Like, I know these people, right? So right. Let, let's say there's like 10-ish families that I feel like, yeah, we could totally be in each other's houses. Inside just places? With a mask on, I have done a little bit more of recently. 
And by a little bit more of recently, I mean, I've been to Home Goods once and it was awesome. I bought a vase. I bought 400 baskets. Oh, that's um, right. You did buy a basket. But like, I can't imagine ever being in a mall again, like at all. I just cannot picture it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I guess I yeah. just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. I, I recently went into my, it was Magpie's. Um, was the first public place I went into other than the post office, right. which is like a five second in and out, um, without my face shield. It's the first time I did that. Uh-huh. And I was like, excellent step. Okay. Yes. Baby, baby <laughs> step forward. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got weeks before I got to do that again. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I feel the same way about people's houses. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still like at the stage of when will I be comfortable eating a sandwich outside with mm-hmm. other people in my eyesight? Mm-hmm. That's that's my stage. Yeah, I, and I think that's a very reasonable stage to be in. Yeah, you know, it's everything. Everything is is scary, and there's so much dependency on other people to have done the right thing. I think that's the. Sad part is we're coming, we're coming through a period of losing faith in people and losing faith in the people that are supposed to protect us Mm. so much so, um, but that's definitely it. Yeah. I mean, the truth is I, I, I believe in the good of people, but right now I'm so raw about so many things that my initial reaction, even though deep down I feel that way, is still, you know what? I don't have the energy to worry about trusting you. I'm just going to put my fucking mask on and walk away. Yeah. I don't have the capacity to even process that. Yep. Yep. That's a, okay. That's an upsetting okay. question. Thank you. Thank right. you, whoever submitted that That's question. Great. That's great. Um... Okay, and we did just kind of cover this one. You've you've been to Home Goods. I've been to Magpies. Yeah. This question was about going to stores. Um, I yeah, I think those are the only. That's the this only is a good I've one. Been. And I'm <laughs> gonna just say the word that is what this is about. But three people, and including me, have like discussed this recently. Shoes. I mean, I I don't have shoes on now. Now, oh, me either. Ever. Um, <laughs> Shoes. That's a whole lot of feet. In the sense of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like the question, this specific question is, have you transitioned back to shoes you'd actually wear in public? Now, yeah, answer that. No. I mean, sneakers and flip-flops. I mean, my Toms. I have a pair of Toms that are very respectable looking. But no, I can't, like, I don't want to wear dress shoes ever fuck again shoes, fuck pants yeah. yeah right uh i wore jeans today it's wednesday mm-hmm. um i'm really gonna lean into long loose rompers um but no yeah. I, I well part of it is because i don't go to an office and i will never go to an office right you've um, been you were yeah. already remotely working yeah um, I, I put on, I feel like I put on dress shoes once in the last year and a half and I wore them for a solid eight minutes and I was like, nope. And when I say dress shoes, I mean like flats, 
nude colored flats and I chucked them right off and I was like this oh because I was doing my headshots and I was trying to like look nice from head to toe and I was like well this right. is stupid because my feet hurt and now I'm making this face so <laughs> I, I clearly like, don't look like and then I put on fuzzy slippers instead for my headshots um and they're beautiful yeah, it it seems it seems very likely that I will find a reason to talk myself into wearing uncomfortable shoes ever again so this is the vibe I've been getting from, you know, the, the few mm-hmm. auras I digitally rub. Okay. Um, funny story. So I, I'm trying to find like a pair of shoes that are comfortable for like, you know, walking around. I need new gym shoes. Like my Nikes are, they have had it. I cannot attempt anymore. I'm trying to find a shoe that fits well. I'm not going in places. I'm not trying stuff on, blah, blah, blah. I finally find something. I buy the shoe that is like, the equivalent of my older Nike and like what it is now. It doesn't fit. It's not like my, it's too big for me. So then I try, I buy a pair of Vans. Also too big for me. Jess, I'm telling a Jess story. I think she's gonna be fine with it. Um, went like went somewhere and had to like put and put on like work shoes, right? Which we haven't worn in a year. And she thinks her feet shrink. I think all our feet are atrophied. Those of us who were wearing wow. different shoes. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I would have said we spend so much time sitting. And so perhaps the pressure that would have been on your feet that spread them out has retracted. Oh. Ooh. So, I mean, that is sort of atrophy, but it's like a less right. terrifying atrophy. Like <laughs> our shoes are, our feet are less spread out and they're, they're healing. They're not as spready. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're like yeah, in the plumping course of in. Like, yeah, in the course of like two weeks, all it was, I was so happy. I felt bad, but she was like, My shoes don't fit. Like, Thank God. <laughs> I can't buy a pair of shoes to save That's my life. That's funny. Um, and I, you know, it's a hard question because I have, oh, I love my shoes. I do love my shoes. But Keep you know them. What? Use them for display. Will I continue to wear those shoes two to four times a year per pair? Yes. Yeah. Eventually, at some point, yep. if I can walk in them ever again. If I ever right. regain the ability to sure. like walk in sure, a sure. big strappy T-strap peep toe. And to if do. not, you could walk in flip-flops, put them on when you get someplace, and just artfully display them on your feet. They can dangle. They're a great sitting shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. As are most. <laughs> yep. Make you look real good. Sitting Real in those nice. shoes. Look okay. at how long your leg is. Sitting in those exactly. shoes. That's funny. Hold on. My phone won't recognize me because there's a microphone in front of my face. Now I have to do stuff. Oh, right. Well, we will. In the meantime. Uh, weirdly, I have been, done more like a boot type things for cozy oh, okay. warm. But like I, I don't think I will ever wear high heels proper again. Yeah, and the truth is I was, my office is pretty casual, so like I was wearing chucks on a regular basis. Except for when you're all like cutesy magootsy in your 1950s mm. red lip Thanks. cardigan heel. Once in a blue moon. Once in an adorable. There it is. Did you hear about the pink moon? We had a pink moon the other I did day. hear. Last I didn't night, see it. Two nights ago. It was super overcast here. Yeah, it was it was cold and overcast <laughs> in LA in late April. So we didn't get to see the super yeah, cool. June pink Gloom moon. has come early. We were just saying that we talked about that last year too. It seemed like that was the case. 
Well, I feel like last year everything was gloom. Yeah. <laughs> it's still that. It's just <laughs> still that because we're still here. Um, okay, here we go. This is a, a Jess uh, submission. Wow. I'm going to give you this serious thought. You ready? Yes. Serious pandemic panic to discuss. <sighs> there are going to be so many moments of micro-sized gaslighting. Uh, to get us all back to quote unquote normal. And it will be impossible to manage all of them in a way that actually addresses them. And then before we know it, it's all going to be back to the way it was. That, that is a pandemic panic. That wasn't a question, but uh, I'd like to say, what the fuck, Jess? Right. Yeah, no, well, she's I, right. you know, I don't believe in just questions. I believe yeah. in thoughts. No, she's, blurbs. she <laughs> is totally correct. And that is scary. And, you know, I spent all this time worrying that my, uh, phone was going to die and my laptop is going to die. Hold, please. Oh you, you talk. Okay. I will talk. Um, I, I think about this a lot because I, we're all having these conversations um, and I, there's a level of comfort when you're at home and we, it, we kind of all had to settle into a routine quickly um, and you find a level of comfort and one of those levels is I'm not physically in a space with you so let's have a hard conversation. Mm. Um, and we are going to eventually have to start sharing that space again. And does the hard conversation go away? Yeah. And, and I think some of that is the conversations with the Trump supporters because they were able to, like, we could cut them out of our physical space for such a right. long time. And then you're going to at some point have to, I don't mean you specifically, but we as a people are going to have to come face to face with people we had relationships with who are Trump supporters or were Trump supporters and are trying to like, manage their behavior now and you're like mm, i saw you <laughs> and now what do right. we do in person right. yeah that's that's a that's an interesting terrifying that's thought a, that's a terrifying thought um i think it's one of the things that we have to keep working on is remembering um even though we're going to be so relieved to yeah. get what what feels like normalcy to us at some point we're all, even if things don't go back to total normal, we're going to feel that way. Even if it's like getting up in the morning and driving through Starbucks to get your coffee on your way to work that you haven't done in however long. Um, and man, I don't, <laughs> it's all of those little things, man, that keep us from paying attention to what mm -hmm. they're trying to keep us from paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, keep fighting the power, I guess. And, I, I wonder what the conversations look like with the jobs that when they start asking people to come back into the office. That's the thing. There are people, right. you know, there are places that are trying to prep for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're still in the one thing that right now I think is exactly the same as this time last year is you still can't fucking plan anything. No. It's going to yeah. change in a week. No it's idea. No idea. Weeks. Yeah. So I don't know how... And especially since so many places, look, not everyone has proven that they can work remotely and that their office can flop. Um, but so many have. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you make your staff come back? You have to tell them you're not going to support them working at home. Yep. The, you you have, know, the, the infrastructure is there, but you're not going to allow them to use it. At, or, at some point, corporate America has to take a long, hard look at itself of. Could we just say no more office buildings? Could we just say fuck it? And let our then believe in our employees and just let them be and save all that money and use it for something else, or do we want to have the like in person experience? And is that is that in person experience more important to us than our employees' mental health? 
Right. But, and what does it look like to actually, I, here's hoping that we, uh, we've had to pay attention to things. We've been forced to buy all of this to pay attention to the way we talk to each other in the workplace, the mm-hmm. way, you know, new problems have arisen working this way and other problems probably have gone away in a lot of places. And what is, who's creating that environment? Should that person come back? Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great question. Like, right. do you, who do you want in your office now that you, who do you actually want to come back now, now? that you haven't yeah. had to have anybody? And I think also like the, the idea of um, services for disabled employees, because it turns out they don't need to come to your office and like deal with your shit when work at home and be productive. Something that like the disabled community has been saying and saying and saying and saying. Forever. And, Decades. Yeah, and just been ignored or, like, talked over. I said, ah, well, we don't know. It hasn't been tested. Hey, guess what? It's been tested. So that's that's another thing that corporate America is going to have to make decisions on of, like, hey, can we continue, you know, like, let's continue to invest in employees that we wouldn't necessarily have realized are these is incredible experience for everyone. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, hard conversations. All levels of... Of gaslighting, mm-hmm. the media, your boss. Mm-hmm. It's 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 going to come back because mm-hmm. you know what? One of the things that uh, is often required for gaslighting to be successful is in-person interaction. It's not just, it's inflection, it's tone, it's demeanor, it's not just words. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people might have felt like they'd gotten a really good um, break from that kind of behavior by not having to be in a space with somebody that they were having to deal with before. And that's, that's a whole, that's an anxiety. I think there's a a lot of opening up anxiety. Turn your video off and be like, what? Right. Mute that fucker. Right. Uh, Yeah. Never have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Decline Um, meetings. Be like, oh, I'm really busy. They don't know. They can't see you. They don't know you're just sitting in your office hiding. Like, you're actually in the corner of your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. And in relation, uh, this person is concerned about their TikTok addiction, but do you feel that you have developed any new app or uh, general media addiction being at home? Oh, yeah. I mean, I read way too much internet, way too much. And I think this is also part of the systematic, like, can't focus on a book. Like, I feel like my intention span has shrunk Uh and uh, and I think it bled through from the obsessive, like, Trump reading of, like, what is happening, what is happening, what is happening. And so it, like, piled in through there. But I wouldn't say I've picked up any new, like, apps or anything. I just cycle through the same three. I mean, does, does the New York Times crossword count? Because that's one a day. Yeah. And it's little. I do the minis because the big ones are, like, right. too much. And oh, I was I like a just mini. listening to an episode where we were talking about the crossword minis. Was that recently? I don't know. Anywho, I don't know. I was yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember how long I've been doing them for, but like that's, that is a thing that I'm very consistent on. But uh, I, it's too much internet. I definitely read way too much internet, but I don't think it's new internet that I'm reading. I think it's the same junky internet. Sort of the same stuff. Yep. And yourself? I, uh, well, until, unless Jess sends me a TikTok. I mean, I watch that. Right. But, um, no, yeah, I'm just, I'm actually surprised that I'm not more into some of, like, I, I'm not more Pinterest heavy right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, more stuff like that. I think I am also, like, 
you know, Pinterest is one of my regulars, but like it's at the bottom right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram is something that I, <sighs> dude, that's where my doom scroll is. It's both my happy scroll and my doom scroll. Mm-hmm. Depending um, on which account you're in. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, depending which account and which time of day. It's a rotating yeah. Venn diagram of, of shit. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I am getting, I I can't say less and less and less interested in Facebook. Mm -hmm. I just have, like I have, I've just considered deleting it entirely. Wow. Yeah. But that seems, that seems like too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's what, you know, I mean. But yeah, I know that's like. Expose yourself to the things that you need to and then not the rest. Right. Right. And, and, and you, you know can what? just it's unfriend so everybody. Yeah. Oh, I, I unfollow people like crazy. I don't even know who I'm friends with half the time. Um, I do scroll. When I'm scrolling Instagram, it's a mix of laughter and then like expletives. Um, the laughter largely has to do with like puppy videos and cat videos. Um, when I scroll Pinterest, I'm usually pretty stoked and I'm like pitting shit like, and I'm organizing stuff and that's exciting. When I am scrolling facebook my face looks like this mm, that's not, not a great face it's not a great face not a great face yeah. i'm just like and, and i feel like it gets deeper throughout perhaps throughout this is where scroll. your chin wrinkle came from this ah, oh, <gasps> it's a facebook chin wrinkle mm-hmm. fucking mark zuckerberg chin okay. wrinkle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what appointments are you about to make? Oh my god, I have to make so many appointments. I need to get all of the hairs removed and cut. Uh, I haven't been to a dentist. I haven't been to a doctor. I haven't gotten my oil changed. I haven't been to a car wash. I mean, I, I guess we don't need an appointment for a car wash, but like, I have done no maintenance on anything. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. So um, we did have we did have somebody come and uh, fix all the the outbound sewage pipes because that needed to be done a year and a half ago we had an appointment and then the pandemic hit so we canceled everything so now we like just did that last week um i need to have a cleaning lady come or cleaning person come and mm-hmm. clean my house that's that is a very important appointment scheduled repeated steady constant appointment <laughs> but also i need a haircut oh my god i need a haircut that's at the top of my, my hair too. is the longest it has been since i was like 12 yeah my hair is long and i love it but yeah. it's it passed the point of your hair is so long and full like five months ago yeah it's into like so you're cutting that yourself or it's what raggly and the yeah. ends are you know they're they're so dead that you can actually kind of from a distance see that they're just growing outward yes and down anymore. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That is yeah, how I feel about my head. Yep. Fucking early. Um, I also need to do maintenance, car maintenance appointment, mm-hmm. which I actually might make like next week. Sure. After we're baked, I, right? I will, we're so, we're so close to being it. baked and right. then just right. doing the things. Shouldn't take mm-hmm. my cookie self over. With the mask. Um, and I will, I, th- I think this actually kind of goes with the, when will you feel good about going back inside places? As when I feel comfortable enough to go to the dentist is going to be a huge gauge. I think mm-hmm. after that, other things are going to seem much easier. I am shocked that people have been going to the dentist. 
I am not opening my goddamn mouth right? in a room with another person. I don't care that you have a mask on. I don't Mm-mm. like it when it's not a pandemic. Right? I don't want you breathing in no. my breathing. This is my breathing space because you like. There's nothing you can do with it. What am I going to do? Wear wear like a, a a visor and have you stick your hand up under it? Like that's not better. Right. Yeah. No, God, no. That sounds way too precarious. Yeah. Like so, I, I, what, or alternately, like, I guess they could stick you in, like, a clear tube, and they could put their hands in there, but you're, like, in a tube, but, like, no. Because then, how are they cleaning that tube out before the next person comes? Like, no dentist. I just, none. No thank you. It's just one little old lady with a squeegee. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No thank you. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I've been to the doctor a gazillion times. I have been to the eye doctor in the mall during mm. this. Um, and I did not like it. No. I did not like it. The eye doctor stuff is too close. Yep. Because um, what if you get it through your eyes? Well, and like there's just, they not only do they have to be in your face. I mean, those machines aren't six feet from where they have to do this stuff and where you're sitting. There's yeah. just no way. And then like, That's a very long small. gust of air that they'd have to shoot at you. Yeah, ain't no way I'm keeping my eyes open for that. <laughs> it's already questionable. <laughs> it's right in my face, and it's questionable. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to make this our last. Last question. Our last grab bag. What will you miss about quarantine? I will miss how much more time Mike has with the baby. Because he doesn't have the commute. He's in and out of the all day. And seeing them together is like, it's really, really important. And this year, as awful as all those things are, like this year has been a gift for him to get to spend this extra time because his commute is an hour both ways. Yeah. He's not home. You know, he wouldn't be home during the day. And instead, Revel sees him all day long. And he, you know, we get out of bed 20 minutes before we have to be here as opposed to 6 o'clock and blah, blah, blah. And we get all this extra time. And I will still have that because I'm never going back to an office. But Mike won't if everything goes back to normal. And I that, like, makes me super sad to think about for him. That is an emotional moment. That was a biggie. That was a big biggie. Um, <laughs> I think I will miss I don't I don't even know <laughs> it's like I almost want to say like the ability not to have to think about aesthetic things as much with my person mm-hmm. because I do feel like that I have been able to spend more brain power on other things. Yeah. But I also like kind of miss getting ready to go somewhere. So I think what I really mean is I miss, I think I'm going to miss the level of comfort in my home mm. that I've developed yeah. over this time. Whatever that looks like. It's people um, stink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are comfortable. Um, and that's just, it's, it's a good thing. It's exciting. But th- I think there's always going to be that, like, it's, there's something about having, you're just, you're at home and you're, and maybe it's, you know, I, I'm kind of acquainting it to, like, 
when you're snowed in. Yes. You That's know, a great as one. As much as things yeah. have been hard and it's just all around fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's also, I've snuggled on the couch a lot and wear whatever the frick pants I want. And I don't, I'm not rushing to get someplace because the place I need to be is right there. Yep. I have not, I'm not rushing and there's a comfort in that. Yep. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. I am, I lied. I have got one more question. Oh, okay. From okay. The bonus. Bonus question. Random old bin of grab bag questions. So this is going to be a not pandemic one. Not pandemic, but we can answer skewed for the pandemic. Mm, interesting. Mm. What, a, what a kicker. This is a kicker, guys. This might not work. What is your favorite thing about your hometown? If you were quarantined in your hometown, what do you think would be your favorite thing that, you know? I mean... (laughs) Oh my god! I just, I don't know what. I, I I, that's uh, please, please answer. Um, I don't even know if they're still there. If they're still where they were, and if I was quarantined in my hometown, I would. My favorite thing would be Rosati's pizza. I would no shit be eating Rosati's pizza all the time, and I was still not you know eating cheese and meat. Um, right. I mean, I we'll just hardcore. we'll just pretend. Right. Yeah. Uh, that would be my favorite thing. About quarantining in my hometown. I think I think the fact that there's a lot more woods in my hometown. So like outdoor experience would be very different than the experience that we're having right now because our outdoor right now is basically like we go for a walk around our block over and over again. Whereas I think that if I was in my hometown, we could go hiking in the woods and there wouldn't be a lot of people. And it's like right there. It's yeah, not like it's you have like to get in the car. Right, and go it's to like a place. right there. Yeah. That that would be that would be. There is a lot more experiential outdoors immediately instead of just like manufactured green space here. You know, there are parks here. Yeah, but it is not the same as like being in nature. You're clearly in cultivated right. greenery. So that would be, I mean, I also like my dad, uh, sure. right. Jess, Elaine, like those things. Um, but. Yeah, I, I think I think the outdoor time would be a different quality of outdoor time. Yeah. If I was quarantined in my hometown. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good yeah, answer. And, and frankly, and Elaine also came down to uh, back to her hometown for chunks of quarantine, and that would have been great as well. Oh. Um, so yeah, so like, I feel like that we might have potted in a different way, uh, but... The, the outdooring would have been different. Hmm. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I think we did a very good job talking about... I, st- I love grab bag episodes. They're always I weird. I love them. I love, I love them. Episodes. And you know what? It is it's therapeutic, especially yeah. this one being so, so themed. Um, let's go into also what should be therapeutic, uh, which is this month's Political Minute. This month's Political Minute is upbeat, motherfuckers. Uh, yay. This month's Political Minute is Jen Psaki. 
who is the White House press secretary, and I just fucking love her. She is a beast. Uh, she is CJ Craig on like slightly kindness pills because she's not written by Aaron Sorkin. She is wicked smart. Um, she started out uh, in the Obama administration as the White House deputy press secretary and the White House deputy communications director and the spokesperson for the United States Department of State. And she was the White House communications director for a little while. She was a lot of different things. She was on a political contributor to CNN. Like she's done a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And then, you know, she was on the trail with Biden, blah, blah, blah. She came in, White House press secretary. She is so smart um, and so confident behind that podium. Like, she knows what she's talking about. She has extensive notes. She And she's not afraid to say, that's a great question, I'll come back to you. But she's also not afraid to say, that's a stupid fucking question. And I'm not interested in, like, getting trapped into your political bullshit. Like, there are probably, like I feel like these there's a lot of journalists out there who are actively gotcha journalism at her, and she's not interested. She's not going to bite. She's not going to, like, fall into your trap. She sees your trap coming. She's waiting for you to put the trap in place so she can laugh in your face about it, and she's just so calm about it. She's calm. Somebody, somebody asked her this morning. They said, well, what do you think about the fact that 8% of people aren't coming back for their shot? That's however many people. They're not getting their second shot. What are you going to do about all these wasted opportunities? And she said, so 92% of people are returning for their shot. That's just wonderful news. And she was basically like, suck it. Um, <laughs> and she was like, oh, you know, we're going to do some outreach and whatever. But she's like, 92% of people are returning for their second shot. What an accomplishment. Thank you for allowing us to showcase this fantastic number of 92% of people. And I thought, mm, you are a smart, smart, smart woman. So uh, big fan. I'm just going to go ahead and say big fan of this woman. Uh, she, she's consistent when she has like these really great quips. They're consistently referred to on Twitter as Saki Bombs, which oh is God, hilarious. <laughs> yep. Yep. She's just, she's liked. She's respected. Uh, she, her integrity is big integrity, and she's like just a bomb ass redhead. So huge fan. Nice That's and a good political man. And and also like she does press briefings constantly. It is not this like once a month, once a yeah quarter. Like what's her face? The last one, McElisey, whatever her name was. Like she, I think she did one total, and. Jen Psaki's just out there all the time, and I... She's like, this yeah. is my job. I have shit to say. Mm-hmm. This is literally what yeah. I'm here for. And she she is very much a, I am here at the to communicate to you Joe Biden's agenda, and I am going to do this in a way that is confident because I believe in his agenda. And it never feels like she's, like, reaching for nonsense. She is delivering right. the information in a way that is calm, cool, and collected, but, like, never about herself. And it's awesome. And I just, I like her a lot. I like having uh, just more and more women. Right. To doing the right thing. That's, yep. that's nice. That helps bring hope. That helps yep. bring hope for mm-hmm. um, the the stuff that we're coming up to. I mean, okay, so do you really think, I mean, we're going to, do we record in person the next time we record? Like, Ooh. I don't even know what's going on. Maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we we have a tentative date to do some planning in person. In person, outdoors. Outdoors. And we're going to see how that feels. We're going to see how that feels. We're going to like segue into the rest of our life with that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing your face outdoors. I am looking forward to seeing your so face exciting. in person. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. the bottom half the of your face in person. The bottom half of my face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different vibe. Who knows what that even looks like. Um, yeah. No, I'm into it. Not setting a Zoom recording. Like, just, like, being there. Interesting. Right. Uh, what are we plugging? What are we plugging today, Candy? Uh, we are plugging... Uh, I will plug... The Red Mag issue Woo-hoo! one is out and ready for purchase, uh, which is super fun. And you can purchase it at candypresents.com. It is a, uh, a zine with storytelling of all kinds. Uh, I'm, I'm really stoked about it. And you can actually, you can, if you want it, you could order uh, the first issue, Take a Gander. And then pre-order issue two, the summer issue, which Hot is going out damn. at the end of June. First that is that is your for sure delivery date, end of June, beginning of July. That is very exciting. Yes, end of June, beginning of July. The uh, first round of all, all the pre-orders will be shipped uh, then. So that is awesome. Summer, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm you. so proud of you that you like talked about the thing and you did the thing. That is the thing that you're most proud of with the pandemic. I, I don't know why I didn't say right? that. Right? <laughs> how did we miss this great opportunity? Yeah, Let I'm me ask really it again. S- Candy, what are you most proud of during the pandemic? I think I am most proud of uh, putting out my zine. Whoop, I think whoop. that's that's it. Yeah, well, a lot of writing, a lot of writing this this pandemic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. That is a great plug. I have nothing that I'm plugging. That so you know what is that? Is that part of that? No news is is good news. Let's say yes. Right. I like it. Excellent. Um, I like it. We're gonna be back next month. We uh, thank you guys for. We took a little break. We got our early year. Uh, you know, slowing into the beginning. Appreciate that. Uh, Life sometimes is big. Yep. Um, Sometimes is big. I mean, keep sending grab bags. Um, We will probably not do another pandemic related grab bag, but we will keep doing grab bags. We do at least one every season. Um, And Hey, who knows? I mean, if we find a bunch of grab bags that are accidentally themed, maybe that will create a themed episode. So send your grab bag submissions to chatcherownpodcast at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram. Uh, hit, hit the grab bag submission button at candypresents.com uh, slash chatcheron. And uh, tell us what's in your brain space. We love your brain space. Thank you, everyone who did send us questions. We appreciate it. We appreciate Thank you guys you. so much. Um, uh, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.